0: During the 80s, the West experienced a ninja craze like it had not seen before, and Sho Kasugi was the ninja. Pat Rod of The Hollywood Reporter said that when she was in countries like Greece and Turkey, movie enthusiasts never asked her about Stallone, Cruiser, Harrison Ford. It was always, Have you met Sho Kasugi? Welcome back to the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I'm your host, Jason. Today is a special episode because today is a special day. 75 years ago today, on June 17th, 1948, in a suburb of Tokyo, Japan, Sho Kasugi was born. Sho Kasugi should be known to most of you a great actor, great martial artist, great philanthropist in his community. Just an inspiration to many, many people. Sho Kasugi was instrumental in kicking off the ninja craze that swept the world in the early 80s. And today on his 75th birthday, I want to wish him many years and just give a little bit of respect to the man. So he began, He was born into a poor family. and They didn't even get three whole, three whole meals a day. Every day, a lot of times, they'd only get one meal or two meals a day because they were poor. But he was also very sickly. And when he was five and a half, his mother enrolled him in martial arts to help him get stronger. And that worked. And eventually, you know, he became very good at it. By the time he was 18, he was the All-Japan Karate Champion. But he battled a little bit with depression because he had some problems with school over in Japan. And his sisters put their money together to get him a ticket in 1968 at age 19 to get him to the United States. So off he came to America. He gets to America and, and he goes to college in America, gets a degree in economics. But he also starts to teach karate. He finds out there's a market over here for Karate and different martial arts. He's, you know, studied a number of different martial arts, and so he's teaching, and he's trying to figure out what he can do to to better himself and position himself better, and maybe even get picked up like with movies. And his students say you have to show you're strong, and his students tell me it needs to start competing in competitions, and he does, and he takes a world by storm in these competitions. So in 1972, 73, and 74 he won the LA Open Martial Arts tournament. By 1974 he had 663 trophies and cups from various martial arts competitions. And he was a very highly martial art very highly respected martial arts instructor. He had two schools in San Gabriel, California prior to enter, entering acting career. He wants to get in a movie, so he starts on as a stuntman. He does that for six years before his big break. Now, there are a couple films that he was able to get in as an extra where he wasn't just a stuntman. Um, One of those, interestingly enough, was The Godfather 2, where he's just an extra in the background. Um, But the more recognizable movies prior to him having any kind of starring role would be the bad news Bears um, he was also not a movie but he he did appear in 77 on the Richard Pryor show how many people remember the Richard Pryor show the show that made it like four episodes before they they cut it and pulled it off the air because Richard Pryor just wasn't gonna pull his punches you can find clips from Richard Pryor show on YouTube I highly recommend it um, we'll, but we'll talk about Richard Pryor, another person I respect quite a bit. We'll, but we'll talk about Richard Pryor another day. He, he also, but Kasugi also appeared in a romper room, which was a, a kid's show back in the day. But he, he was doing stuntman for movies. And in 1981, the stage was set for the Ninja Explosion. And so to be clear... Ninjas had been introduced to Western audiences before this. So the 60s and 70s laid the groundwork for this ninja explosion. In 67, of course, we have You Only Live Twice, where Sean Connery returned as James Bond. And he's in Japan. And we do see ninjas in that. We also see ninjas in the American Sam Peckinpah film, Of 75 the killer elite Um, and and actually one of chuck norris's movies has ninjas before the ninja trilogy in 1980 the octagon has a ninja in there there are also a number of tv appearances for ninjas uh hawaii 50 of course kung fu beretta quincy me believe it or not uh chips magnum pi uh, Simon and Simon, well, Simon and Simon might have been around the time these m- movies started to hit the screen. But so ninjas weren't unknown, right? But they weren't the everyday thing. They, they There wasn't the explosion in the ninja popularity yet. We also had book series like the Eric Lustbatter, I'm probably saying that wrong, ninja series from the early 80s that was on the New York Times bestseller list. So they were getting in popular you know, culture, but they didn't really explode till Canon Films had their Ninja trilogy. Enter the Ninja, Revenge of the Ninja, and Ninja 3, The Domination. Enter the Ninja was 1981, and Shokasugi was a stuntman for that movie. But when there were some staff changes during the shooting, he was promoted to the head bad guy. So we get to see Shokusugi fight Frank Nero, as who plays the white ninja in Enter the Ninja. And he does such a good job in the follow-up film, Revenge of the Ninja, they promote him to the main character. So in Revenge of the Ninja really is where a show comes into his own. He's the main hero of the movie. We get to see great fights. It's maybe the best ninja movie, the best Western ninja movie ever made. Um, now, I skipped over, but of course, ninja movies were being made in the East. Uh, Shaw Brothers and Period Pieces and, and other movies. The, the Ninjas weren't unknown. At, you know They were well-known in film and all, but it wasn't the worldwide explosion until these kind of hit the, the market. Revenge of the Ninja is interesting because when Kasugi was told, you know, you're going to be the star of this, he thought about it and he said, well, I want my son to be in the movie, too. And he kind of insisted for his son, Kane Kasugi, to be in the movie. Now, Kane was born October 11th, 1974. And this movie comes out in 1983. So he's not even 10 years old yet, right? And, of course, the producers are like, well, you know, we'll give you 30 seconds. Let's see what he can do. And he started training his son in martial arts when he was one and a half years old. And you can tell. I mean, Kane Kasugi is going to appear in a number of his father's films, as his his brother, Shane. They're both going to appear in a number of the films. And then they both go on to do successful things on their own. Kane, probably the thing most people, Americans, have seen him in is, well... Well, yeah, probably the thing most Americans have seen him in is he's the bad guy in Ninja 2 with Scott Atkins, the, um, was it Ninja 2 Shadow of a Tear? He's the bad guy in that. He's in other a number of other movies, too, um, and, and has made a successful career for himself. So going back to show's movies, we we've got... The next one, Ninja 3, The Domination, he's not the main character anymore, but Ninja 3 is a high recommend, is is one of the greatest movies ever made. Um, it, basically, if you took Flashdance and The Exorcist and Revenge of the Ninja and squeezed them all together, that's what Ninja 3, The Domination is. He, and also, well, and so at this point, he left Canon Films and went... other studios trying to get more money and these other films he makes are some of them are good some are not so good Uh, we have nine deaths of the ninja which is a typical philippine movie and i don't mean that in a bad way because i love movies from the philippines but they're an acquired taste they have a certain zaniness to them that a lot of americans aren't going to be ready for you know, for example, this movie is, is very much tongue-in-cheek. There There's fighting in it and martial arts in it, but it's very much, you have to go into it almost like a comedy and treat it like a comedy movie, you, you know. Um, but Nine Deaths of Ninja, his his character in there is Spike Shinobi. I, I wonder if that name, Spike, is where the name for Cowboy Bebop came from. I don't know. He But that same year in 85, he made Pray for Death in... Pray for Death is one of his best movies. It's a revenge tale. A lot of these are revenge tales. But again, his his kids are in the movie. And Pray for Death has one of the best villains you're going to see. I mean, the villain in Pray for Death, you have to watch the movie, but the villain in that movie is right up there with, you, you know, the various ones that Richard Lynch plays or like with um, Clarence Boddicker from RoboCop. I mean, he's really good. It's really a villain you love to hate. And and he's imposing. And, yeah, just very well done. Um, James Booth plays him. Uh, James Booth was... Let's see it. I don't know if they have his height in here or not. I don't see it. So Shoukisugi was six feet tall. He's, you know, fairly tall guy. And... And and this guy's bigger than he was. Um, oh, and interesting enough, he now we're talking about James Booth, who plays the villain in *Pray for Death*. He actually wrote the movie, and he also wrote *American Ninja Two: The Confrontation*, which is kind of cool. Um, now. We won't talk really about the American Ninja movies here, but the American Ninja movies, which Canon made after show left, also kept this Ninja boom going. Of the two, American Ninja, the first one, and American Ninja 2, The Confrontation, are the ones I'd recommend. Both have Michael Dudikoff, and of course, they have Steve James in them, who's the real star. But yeah, the first two American Ninja movies are, are high recommends. The rest of the series, not so much. OK. So back to Shokasugi in 87, we have Rage of Honor, which is also a high recommend. Um, good action movie. And there's only one there's only a couple more movies that, I, that I'm going to I can really give high recommends to. So he did Aloha Summer, which isn't you know, it's kind of a, a comedy where he just says a, a bit part in it. His next starring role was in Black Eagle, and Black Eagle should have been a great movie. He's a secret agent, and he's going against the Russians, and the the heavy, the muscle for the Russians is a Jean-Claude Van Damme, and there are some fights, but the fights between him and Van Damme are far too short. The script is horrible. Most of the acting is horrible. It's just not a good movie, um, so it's really for completists, completionists only. Or just go to YouTube and watch the clips of the fights between Shoukosugi and Jean-Claude Van Damme. In 89, we have Blind Fury. Blind Fury is a great movie. Shoukosugi plays the assassin that's brought in that ends up in the... Well, I guess I won't ruin what happens to him, but Rucker Howard does beat him. He's only got a small part in that, though. His next big movie, actually, is a, is a high recommend, but it's hard to find. You can find it on YouTube. It's called Journey of Honor, and it's from 1981. And Journey of Honor is set in the 17th century, and so Japan's had feudal warfare like they've had for centuries, and now guns are introduced. And so the clan that Kisugi and Kasugi and his son, because his son's in this movie, too, that they want to get guns. So... They travel to Spain to try to hook up with a gunmaker over there, and and then bring weapons back. It's a really interesting movie. It's just a straight. It's not a. It's not like a historical documentary, but it but it's a historical set piece. Right. It's a period piece, which also has Christopher Lee in it, and it, it's a really interesting movie. So I, I'd give that a recommend too. The next movie that he's in, really, uh, the American movie that you can find, is Ninja Assassin from 2009. Now, he he did some work on The Scorpion King, and we'll talk about that, but Ninja Assassin's his next acting role, where he, and he, of course, plays the villain in Ninja Assassin. Switching back to TV, in 1984, he was in The Master with Lee Van Cleef and with um, Timothy Van Patten, and The Master maybe deserves an episode on its own. It's I think Ninja TV shows like The Master and Raven deserve their own episode. But The Master is an interesting enough show. But Sho Kasugi's only in there a little bit. He's a reoccurring villain in there. And he does a good job in it. We've kind of talked about most of the major performances that he's done. But as I mentioned, he did other things. In 1998, he opened up the Kasugi Institute. And this was, the the first branch was opened in Hollywood, California, and then he opened branches throughout Japan. And this was an institute to teach children. And so in Hollywood, it was open to Asians 16 years and older, where the schools in Japan were aimed at children 15 years or younger, just because of the laws and, you know, different things. But the... Institute was designed to teach various things and effectively make these young people into in remarkable actors. You know, they taught acting, they taught gymnastics, martial arts, dance, singing, um, a special kind of Japanese drums. And that's what ties in with The Scorpion King is they did a, a special drum score for the movie The Scorpion King. And, and it was people from his institute that, that did that, which is really cool. The institutes finally closed down after 14 years due to lack of qualified instructors. But for 14 years, they, they put through, a, you know, a number of students and, and really helped out. And, and Shokusugi's always been very interested in helping the community, very receptive to his fans. And you can find that if you look, you know, when Ninja Assassin opened, he stayed at the premiere for two hours afterwards signing autographs till the very last person got their autograph signed. And you can still find him in his work. So I've got links in the show notes to a couple things. He has partnered up with uh, some other folks, the Republic of Lucia, who do Lucia Libre stuff. But they've got a, a separate section of their website and their store, the Republic of Ninja. And you can go there and buy Shokasugi-themed shirts and posters and things like that. He's got some books out on Amazon, like actual fiction books, that are really interesting. There are links to those in the show notes. I've got a link to a Black Belt part, black Belt Magazine article. Um, if you go to YouTube, you can find all kinds of clips. And I do recommend watching some of those. There are some really good interviews with him online and I would recommend going and re-watching his films because his films are really good. Um, if you only watch one or two, I would watch Revenge of the Ninja, Pray for Death and Rage of Honor. I think all three of those. He's the, you know, the star of all those. He's the protagonist for all those. Enter the Ninja's good. Ninja 3, The Domination's great, but he's not the main character in either of those movies. Other ways to support Shokasugi, you could buy his books. He has two fantasy novels, kind of wuxia kind of novels that are really interesting. The Yin Yang Code, there's two volumes of that, or or two separate, you know, volumes. They're co-written with Warren Chaney. You can get those off Amazon. And if you want to play any of his movies, these kind of 80s ninjas movies, with an RPG, I highly recommend Joey Royale's Ninja City. Now, Ninja City is based around dcc dungeon crawl classics you don't need the full rules you could have the free quick start and play it and honestly you could also adapt it to a number of other systems pretty easily if you want to hear more about ninja city i talked about it back in episode 196 and actually i had the writer joey royale on in episode 199 and talked to him about ninja city so that would be my recommendation, and you can get Ninja City from Goodman Games. You could also get it on Drive Through RPG. So I think that's about all I have to say on Show Kasugi. Until next time, which is going to be tomorrow, as this is released. Tomorrow's show will be the monthly entry in our Albert Pun Year of Pun movie reviews. So look forward to that. But until then. Remember, only a ninja can kill a ninja and be excellent to each other.